0: Listening to Gratitude and Grace: A Mindful Approach to Recognizing the Abundance and Positivity in Your Daily Life. Discover how you can change your life by changing your thoughts. Here is your host and Hope Dealer, Jenna Drew Dancy. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast of Gratitude and Grace. I am very excited to have you guys here. We have a topic today that I I know hits home a lot for women that are listening. So. I want to make sure I introduce our special guest. We have fertility expert and coach, Kate Podvin, and she's gonna share with us um, tips and tricks of using gratitude, even if you're dealing with something like infertility, which can be very devastating in our lives, but also how this has really impacted her own personal life and the growth of her business. So, hi Kate, welcome. Hi, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited for you to be here and just share your story with us and some, some really insightful guidance. Um, so I'd love to kind of hear first personally how gratitude has played a practice in your own life and, and what kind of roadblocks that you've come through along the way. I know that we've talked about you've gone through unemployment and now here you are with your own business. How did that happen? Yeah, well, it was kind of a
1: a long journey for me. Um, I graduated from college right as the recession was hitting, so that wasn't really a good time to um, get a job. And so, you know, I struggled for a while. I felt like I didn't really have purpose and meaning. Um, I was working a retail job, which was fine, but it wasn't really filling my cup, and I didn't feel like I was, um, you know, contributing or making a difference in the world. So, you know, at that time, I kind of signed up for a year long course in positive psychology, and that actually really changed everything for me. Um, Understanding sort of the impact that positivity and gratitude can have on your life um, is pretty amazing. And as I began to kind of incorporate these things into my own life, it also kind of gave me the courage to. Go off on my own and start my own business. So instead of just waiting around for the economy or someone else to offer me a job, um, I kind of created my own. And um, I'm not sure I would have done that if I hadn't sort of seen the power of gratitude and the ability that I had to kind of create and take charge of my own life, um, which I think is is really powerful and something that you know we don't always appreciate how much how much control and and impact we have on our own lives.
0: Absolutely, so tell me a little bit more about this one year program that sounds amazing and right up my alley personally, and I'm sure some of our (laughs) listeners. So what did that look like for you and what kind of coursework was in there? Were there daily practices you did? How did that work?
1: Yeah, so um, it was through the Hulping Institute and um, so I studied with Tal Ben-Shahar who's written a couple books on happiness um, and, you know, we had weekly video lessons every week, um, and we had two immersions, so the beginning and the end, um, we all gathered together and kind of got to meet one another. And in between, we had small group work and things like that, so, um, you know, I was connecting with other, other people immersed in this, and, um, you know, there was definitely, like, homework and things to apply to my own life and I found, you know, each week there were just so many like really useful things. Um, you know, just about, about happiness and positivity in general. And um, I found it really empowering, you know, the the ways that we the tools that we have basically to kind of take charge and to to really create the life that we want instead of waiting for someone to to hand it to us. Um, which honestly doesn't happen most of the time. So <laughs> Feeling, feeling like we have those tools and we're empowered, I think, is, is really amazing.
0: I love that, creating the life that you want instead of just waiting around for it. Because you're right, it doesn't happen. You just, you know, you can sit there and, and think these positive thoughts and practice your gratitude, but you also have to incorporate action, too. So that's super important. Right.
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so
0: how did how did that transition into you know, your, your thriving practice with infertility clients? Where, where was that connection there? What led you to seek that, that group of clients to work with? Yeah, it was kind of um, a gradual process. I was
1: working, um, I was really interested in women's health and I had done a women or a health coach training program as well. So I was kind of weaving together, you know, some of the um, more physical aspects of diet and, and stress and things like that and incorporating positive psychology um, and then a friend of mine was really struggling with fertility and trying to get pregnant. She kind of asked me, you know, what, what she could do to improve her fertility. And I kind of started to look into that more and more um, from, you know, a physical standpoint and emotional standpoint. And I found that it really interested me and I felt like there was a real void there. Um, it was sort of an area where there wasn't a lot of support for women um, who were dealing with this. And so um, it just sort of felt like a natural fit. Uh, I felt like I could really work in that complicated emotional space, um, but also use my background in, in uh, health coaching and yoga to sort of work on that physical aspect too. And I don't know, I just really connected with that and it felt like the right, the right thing for me to do, it Felt like
0: my purpose absolutely well you can definitely tell from at least from the video we're talking right now and I see like this bright beaming like vibe coming from you so you're definitely <laughs> your audience where you should be uh, now how do you uh, that work with with your clients because you know they're they're dealing with so much hopelessness or grief or loss and and struggle so how mm-hmm. do you take that experience and help them you know, Recognize what to be grateful for or what can be positive in their current life so they can go on and, and surpass this and, and reach their fertility dreams.
1: Yeah, well, I think you know that's one of the really big challenges for a lot of women is, um, you know, it's not being able to conceive creates a lot of frustration and hurt and anger and. Um, I think that that's where a lot of women really get stuck but I think that gratitude can be a really fabulous antidote to that um, because it's a really simple thing that you can do for yourself Um, and it's a wonderful way to start to kind of see all the small things that are happening in our lives um, that are really great along with the really hard and tough stuff. Um, So I find that a lot of times we… Either see like everything in life is really good or everything in life is like really terrible. (laughs) Um, But in fact, there's usually some of both going on at any given time. And I find that when we start to practice gratitude regularly, uh, even when life is really good, uh, we start to notice and appreciate these small things. They can be like a beautiful sunset, um, a smile from a stranger, or the smell of coffee, you know, any sort of small thing that we really enjoy. And we can start to appreciate these things in the moment and have these small moments of joy. And even then, when we're having these larger struggles, we can sort of have these small reprieves, these moments where we experience um, joy. And I think that that sort of creates a space for us to go to find a little bit of positivity, um, even in this sort of dark place. Um, Because I think that it sort of feeds on itself, right? Um, I think it helps us set up a more constructive mindset. Um, And a lot of my clients, when they come to me, are in a very negative um, mindset, naturally. I I totally get it. Um, But shifting that mindset is really one of the first things I try to do because it's hard to take any kind of action or kind of create other changes in our lives if we're in this negative space. Um, So I really believe that creating you know, some gratitude and positivity in their lives um, really helps my clients sort of look forward with hope um, instead of despair and to also appreciate the now. So even though all of these women are really you know waiting and anticipating a future with their baby, um, finding a way to appreciate the present and hope for that future uh, at the same time is what I what I really want for my clients. So I think that gratitude is like a really great way for us to take action on our goals Um, because when we see good things, we also seek out more good things instead of sort of pushing them away or, um, um, you know, ignoring uh, positive things. We we start to attract more and more. And I think that that kind of creates a good cycle that's really beneficial.
0: Absolutely. You know, seeing those small moments, I love what you call them, those small moments of joy that are happening every day in your life. And and it could be, you know, the sunset. It could be you know, you made a delicious cup of coffee this morning or you, know, you had this great treat or somebody loved your shoes. It doesn't matter what it is. And even if it relates to what what you're dealing with internally, whether it's grief, sadness, despair, those little moments can be the catapult to take you really to the next level. Totally. Life for sure. Perfect things to start recognizing, and and I love what you said about looking forward to the hope. And you know, you're starting to see these positive things that are happening in your life. So then you're going to be more open to seeing more positivity, which is exactly what you need.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I think you know, uh, on a on a really practical level, um, you know, when we when we feel more positive and hopeful, we're more likely to seek out other things that will benefit us. So I think when my clients are in a positive mindset, they're more likely to improve their diet um, or, you know, seek out other changes. And I think that when we're in a negative space, we're kind of just like curled up on the couch with a tub of ice cream feeling sad. <laughs> and <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then that doesn't help us sort of move forward or create that more, more and more change in our lives.
0: Right. So if you have somebody going through this, how do, you, how do you recommend they get started? Is it starting like a, a gratitude journal? Is it keeping notes in their phone? Is it just simply recognizing what's around them? How, how do you suggest they get started if they are in that place of you know, eating ice cream or potato chips or something on the couch <laughs> and don't feel like getting up? <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: so. yeah, I think the first thing that I usually recommend is um, some kind of gratitude journal. And I usually recommend people, you know, write down a few things um, at the same time every day. So either in the morning uh, when they first wake up or in the evening uh, before bed. It kind of depends on the person and when they're more likely to be consistent. Um, but then I have them start by writing down just five things that they feel grateful for in the last 24 hours. Um, and, you know, like I said, they can be really small things. I think... You know, one of the misconceptions about gratitude is, you know, we usually think about it like around Thanksgiving and we think about sort of the really big things like, oh, I'm grateful for my family and for food on the table and stuff like that. And those are great things. But honestly, there are days when you're not grateful for your family and (laughs) all the things you quote unquote should be grateful for. Um, And so it's really about, you know, feeling that gratitude and appreciation it's about whatever lights you up in that moment um so yeah maybe that's wearing your favorite shoes today or you know petting a puppy in the park um you know it's like really small and sometimes what we consider insignificant moments I think are sometimes most powerful for us um so yeah I think the easiest way to get started is is with that gratitude journal and just taking taking five minutes every day to do that
0: I love that. That's something that I, I practice every day too. I've got my, my gratitude journal that I go to and I I like to just wake up and for me it's in the morning. You know, I sit there and I think what happened either yesterday or how am I feeling today that I'm really grateful for because to tell you the truth, like our evening routine is crazy and chaos. I've got a almost two-year-old at home and she it's crazy at bedtime, so just getting her in bed, I'm like, no way, I cannot sit down and spend it <laughs> So for me, it's in the morning, but I know other people love to take the time in the evening and just really think about how their day went and what they were grateful for to end the day with that feeling of gratefulness. Um, so I, yeah. I feel like it's fine what works best for you, morning or evening, but definitely choose one and go for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so You on top of the gratitude journal, because I'm assuming that you also use this practice in your your business, (laughs) in your life. Um, Is there anything else that you do to practice like mindfulness or gratitude, whether it's meditation, whether it's just, you know, planning or strategy or other things that you kind of incorporate this feeling of gratitude into? Yeah, well,
1: I actually start every day um, with a morning meditation. So I carve out like 15 or 20 minutes. Um, it's the first thing I do when I get out of bed. Um, I have a, a little corner of my house that's kind of peaceful and quiet. Um, and I sit down there and I just, I set a timer for 15 minutes and I just sit. Um, and some days I feel, you know, quiet and peaceful. And some days my mind is like going a million miles an hour. <laughs> um, so that's life. But I just take that time to, to sit. Um, And to just sort of like be with myself and to start my day off slowly. And then after that, um, I just journal for a few minutes, kind of, you know, get some thoughts out onto paper, you know, whatever's happening in my mind or my life. Um, And then I take a few minutes to read something. A lot of times it's poetry or some kind of book that's inspiring me, just a couple of pages. Um, But I find that, you know, taking that time and having that little routine in the morning is a really great way to just sort of start my day off positively. And um, I also try to avoid my phone until I'm ready to get to work. So I shower, I eat breakfast, I do all that without checking my phone <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I find that once I'm in that phone space, I kind of just get stuck down the rabbit hole um, and I'm in a more sort of frantic or stressed place. So I just take my morning time to really be kind of slow and deliberate. Um, and I find that really frames my whole day. It kind of creates a feeling of spaciousness, of positivity, and I feel I feel really good um, when I take that time. So, yeah.
0: yeah I love that. I have um, what they call a corner of – I call it my corner of greatness. <laughs> <It's like> my, <laughs> That's awesome. My little, little corner where, you know, whenever I, I grew up in – and when I moved to New York city, so there wasn't a lot of space. So as much as I would have loved to have like a whole room to myself, now I've got my own office. So this is kind of my space that I, <laughs> I that into. but even I love what you said, like you've got your own corner. So you set up that space. So it's not even like you have to go and just sit somewhere. It's like you're sitting in your space in your comfort zone where, where you feel happy. Um, all right. Do you have anything special in this corner that, that kind of just, gives you joy.
1: (laughs) Um, I do. I actually um, have a little spot. I I call it my treasures. I have some like cool rocks and stuff like that. Some things I found on hikes, sometimes like a feather or something like that. Um, You know, like little treasures from nature, basically. Sometimes I put some fresh flowers there um, and stuff like that. So it's kind of just like my happy corner. (laughs)
0: I love it. Um, the other thing I want to touch on too is you talked about your phone. So, so mm-hmm. often people are just, you right before they go to bed, they're looking at their phone. The second they wake up, they're looking at their phone. Yes. <laughs> how
1: do you
0: suggest or how do you avoid this until you have that time? You know, until you get through your morning and you get through your practices. What, what does that look like for you? Did it take you a while to get into this habit? How, how should somebody approach this if this is something they want to try?
1: Yeah, well, this is like one of my, my big things I'm like really passionate about, (laughs) less phone time. (laughs) Um, And I'll be honest, I really, really held out on um, having a smartphone for the longest time because I just, I saw other people with their phones and I knew that it was going to be an addiction for me. Um, so I've actually had a smartphone for less than a year. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, I know. I still had like my little flip phone. It was really cool. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, when I got it, I was like, I really want to be deliberate about how I use this phone because I don't want to, you know, waste like five hours a day just scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I'm not perfect. Like some days I'm like on my phone way too much, but, Um, I really try to, like, there are no phones allowed in our bedroom. So they live in the kitchen. They charge in the kitchen, um, you know, so it's not there before bed or in the morning. And like I said, in the morning, I try and meditate. I get all ready um, before I look at my phone. So um, I, I, you know, that first hour of my day, there are no phones. Um, And then I try to, in the evening, I try to turn off my uh, phone like an hour before I want to start getting ready for bed so that I'm not, like, in that phone space. Um, Through trial and error, I have found that, you know, being on my computer or the phone right before bed just gets me all wound up and then I can't sleep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) shockingly. Um, So (laughs) so I really try and carve out that evening space, too, Um, just, you know, to start and end my day um, on a more calm note. So my advice is to um, something that works really well uh, for my husband is to set like little reminder timers that go off every day. So every night it says like go to bed (laughs) and it's his cue to like turn off the phone. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I think setting like little reminders on your phone to do stuff like that can be really helpful. Um, The other thing I've tried is you can actually put your iPhone in black and white Which um, makes it way less appealing because things are not as exciting in black and white. So, I can try oh, I didn't. <laughs> no, you, uh,
0: I've used the yeah. do not disturb in airplane mode strategically, but I didn't know you could do the black yeah. and white. So that's a great tip. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everything's always so vibrant and colorful, and all the photos look amazing on on the iPhones and I'm sure on other smartphones too. So, just seeing them in black and white, it's probably not as special. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, um, one thing I do want to touch base on, and I just want to hear the story behind this because I love it. I feel like our wedding was full of gratitude and giving back, and and I know that gratitude was actually the theme of your wedding. So, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah.
1: Um, so, my uh, now, husband and I had been together for about eight years, and we didn't like really feel strongly about getting married. That was just that was just us. We didn't have a really particular like religious background or anything like that, so we didn't feel a strong call to to have a, a ceremony or anything like that. Um, we were fully committed to each other, and you know whatever. We were just like happy as as is basically. <laughs> um, but then. You know, uh, when I was in my late 20s, my, my dad passed away really suddenly. Um, and that was, you know, a really difficult time for me and my family. And um, in, that, in that time, you know, finding gratitude and, and stuff like that was actually a really powerful way for me to kind of work through that grief and to um, to feel, you know, a little bit empowered as I, as I move through those ups and downs. Um, but as a result of that, too, I found that I had actually so much support and love in my life. You know, friends, family, people really came out of the woodwork to, to be there for me and to support me. Um, and that made all the difference in the world and that was a really, a really powerful time in my life. And even though I was sort of in this like really, um, you know, place of deep grief. I also experienced sort of the most like love and beauty that I had in my life as well. Um, and so as a result of that, you know, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to create a space to celebrate all of that um, in a positive way. Um, and so, you know, my husband and I decided that we wanted to have a, a celebration and a way to to celebrate all the all the wonderful people in our lives and all the all the friends and family who had supported us. So um, that's what we did. And uh, we actually you know, kind of spoke at our own, our own celebration um, to really welcome and greet and thank everyone and, and talk about like how much that had meant to us and what a big, a big difference that had made to our lives. Um, so we kind of just created this celebration around, around gratitude and love and appreciating um, all the wonderful supports we had. Um, and it was really great and I'm really glad that we did it and um, I also think it happened at the right time for us, you know, that was kind of the way we needed to celebrate our, our wedding and it, it was it was just right and um, it was really wonderful to be able to share that with, with so many great people.
0: I love that because it's a wedding is truly about everybody coming together. It's not just the two of you. It's, it's creating this new family and whether that's, you know, actual blood relatives or friends, co-workers, your, you know, your extended family, too. So what a great way to celebrate and, and just give thanks for everything they had done for you and, and how they had helped you move, on, move past, you know, this grief and, and to take it in and, and move on to that next stage in your life. So it's really, really inspiring that you had that family and that connection to be able to help you through. Yeah.
1: And I think, I think, you know, that's something that we often take for granted or we don't even realize until something happens and, and we suddenly see all of these wonderful people in our lives. Um, but that's something, you know, that I would say, you know, whatever difficulty you're dealing with um, in life, whether that's you know infertility or anything else, um, I'm guessing that there are people there who want to support you, who will be there for you. Um, and all you have to do is, is ask. And that's hard, but it's it's really rewarding.
0: Exactly. It can be hard to reach out and let others know that you're struggling. But when you do, your heart is going to be full of people that are, are wanting to be there, wanting to help you, wanting to support you. So definitely don't, I, I think, don't hesitate to ask. And I've had to learn this. It's something that I'm not the best at. So I know it's not... A perfection thing <laughs> but it's more sure. just knowing that you have that support system can be all the difference to, to help you through. For sure. Yeah, well I thank you so much Kate for sharing your stories with us today and your experience and these tips to really get through you know that grief, the struggle, to, no matter what is causing it whether it's the infertility that we talked about, whether it's the loss of somebody whether it's the loss of a job or a loved one, and you know whatever is causing that, recognizing those small moments of just gratitude, of grace, of of joy, can really be those stepping stones to help you get through. So, thank you for for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been been a joy. <laughs> <laughs> it has. <laughs> so, um, can, where can our listeners go and find you next to to learn more about what you do and and your clients, if you help, where should they go? Yeah,
1: so you can visit um, my website, katepotvin.com. I've got lots of info up there, and I have actually a 10-day challenge um, for happier hormones. So if you are trying to conceive or um, your hormones are a little out of whack, um, get an email from me every day for 10 days uh, with little tips to help you kind of improve your hormone balance. So if you go to katepotman.com slash happyhormones, um, you can sign up for that there and get started with that. All
0: right. Awesome. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you join us next week where we'll be diving into more ways to make the most of your gratitude practice. You've been listening to Gratitude and Grace, the number one podcast for people who want to embrace abundance and positivity daily. Don't forget to grab this week's show notes and free resources at lifedefinedbygrace.com. If you love this week's episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review.